Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the year-end podcast for the New Books and Political Science podcast. My name is Heath Brown, and, and I am here today with my great co-host, Lily Gorin. Lily. Hi, Heath. Lily, you are here. It is cold where I am. Is it cold where you are? No, it's strangely temperate in Wisconsin. We don't know what's going on. It must be climate change. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, tis the season for some uh, somewhat nicer weather in Wisconsin, in New York. It's freezing. Uh, we've had such a great year of podcasts. I've enjoyed listening to your podcasts. And I've enjoyed um, listening to your podcast, particularly when I was abroad. This is wonderful. It's so nice to know that these travel well internationally. Uh, we have the chance now, just the two of us to talk. We normally do this separately, but we have the chance to talk about some of our most enjoyable podcasts of the year. Not necessarily the ones that were were the most fun, uh, but that we learned a lot from, that we enjoyed talking to the authors. One of the great things about this is the chance to actually talk to these people who put so much hard work into their books. And so we get the chance to do this. Yes. And, so, and and again, it is it is often that you and I are sort of not competing, but we are not talking to each other. Right, right. We do this from such different places. It's not like we're sitting next to each other in a studio somewhere. We have our own homes and our own campuses. Uh, but this time of year, we get to come together and uh, talk uh, via the internet about the books that we love. So uh, I know I've chosen some uh, books that I've enjoyed uh, over 2018. I know you've done the same. Why don't you start with uh, the first book that you really enjoyed and tell us the title and, and what you enjoyed about it? Well, it's actually one of the more recent podcasts that I did um, with Lynn Vavrick, who is one of the three authors of Identity Crisis. She's joined by John Sides and Michael Tesler. Um, and Identity Crisis was recently published by Princeton. The subtitle is The 2016 Presidential Campaign and the Battle for the Meaning of America. And Vavrick, Sides, and Tesler look at sort of what happened um, leading up to the election in 2016 and also in terms of what actually happened in 2016 in the election um, with regard to what we're now discussing as kind of broad identity politics. Um, and they were sort of anticipating possibly exploring the question of gender um, and it turned out that they ended up exploring in large measure the question of race. Yeah, this is a book that that you actually can see out at bookstores where bookstores do exist. This has been such a well-received, well-read book that it's actually like a in the common conversation. What was the conversation with, Win, with Lynn like? Um, it was a really, uh, really good conversation. And I had um, a nice time chatting with her um, about, again, sort of the anticipation when they were sort of preparing to 
think about the 2016 election and um, following on work that the three of them had sort of also done separately in the past. And then what happened in 2016 and and sort of putting together um, a variety of models given a very large survey information that they had um, and sort of coming out with information about how voters thought about and actually voted in the 2016 election that was, you know, to a surprise to many of us um, in terms of outcomes, but also where voters are positioning themselves and thinking about politics. Yeah, uh, fantastic. A, a great a great book from 2018. And what is your first choice? Yeah, so my first choice is a book that we had on, I believe it was the beginning of the spring. Uh, I had hounded the author for for months, anticipating the book. And she, when the book finally came out, uh, we had the pleasure to have her on. Her name is Jamila Michener. Uh, the book, uh, for those of you that don't remember, was Fragmented Democracy, Medicaid Federalism, and Unequal Politics. Cambridge University Press published the book. Uh, Jamila is great in so many ways. One of the reasons she's great is that she's from New York. Uh, she's from Queens, which is something that's uh, great. And in addition to that, she's published this really interesting book about Medicaid. And I, I just learned so much about just the program of Medicaid. It's this massive, massive, the largest public health insurer in the United States. Uh, it covers 70 million Americans. It's providing health care to those uh, in, in tremendous need in, in such an important way. Uh, the book is both kind of descriptively about Medicaid as a program, but but really importantly about it, how it works as an intergovernmental program. Uh, and much of what she studies in the book is how federalism uh, and the relationship between national policy and state implementation actually works. Uh, what she finds is, is often quite disturbing, uh, the way it works in some states and in some localities for some people that are being served by Medicaid, especially African-Americans and Latinos, um, it is often uh, quite bad. Um, the way that people are treated in receiving uh, health care uh, through the delivery of these services um, often puts them in, in quite negative positions. Um, this is just a really, really interesting book about such an important uh, public policy area. Um, I think the other reasons why I thought this book was interesting is because some of the exact things that uh, Jamila shows in the book are, are happening more and more uh, in, in these, not just in, in Medicaid, but in other kinds of social welfare programs. We see an, a, a return to um, uh, drug testing and work requirements uh, as a part of different changes in, in these programs in different parts of the country. Based on what she's uh, found in the book, we would expect that the consequence of these changes are, are likely to, to mirror uh, Jamila's findings, um, and, and for that reason, to be quite worrisome. Um, uh, the, the book is, uh, was really, really interesting. Uh, again, the title is Fragmented Democracy, Medicaid, Federalism, and Unequal Politics. Uh, I, I enjoyed it when it came out. Uh, I had a pleasure having her on the podcast, and and hope everyone uh, at the end of this year can go out and, and get the book because it was really great. And I, and it's another book that has had uh, a lot of popular response as well in terms of really hitting into a lot of the discussion about um, understanding federalism and unequal distributions of policies. Um, and I think you may be able to find it in brick and mortar bookstores where you live. Possibly. Yeah, if if those actually exist, if, if they are still exist. in your community, you probably can. So, and if not, you can certainly get it on Amazon or 
at the Cambridge University Press website. Of course. Okay. What's next for you? What was the, the next book that you, um, uh, you now- loved? I'm going to move into my in my political theory direction, um, and I'm going to go for a twofer here. Um, and and I'm going for a twofer because both these books take up the question of time, which is you know sort of this abstraction. But at the same time, both authors are looking at and trying to understand how we operate within time, and they're looking at it in different ways. So um, Elizabeth Cohn published The Political Value of Time, Citizenship, Duration, and Democratic Justice with Cambridge this past year. And it's been also quite topical um, because a lot of the discussion that Cohn is making in this kind of understanding of the political value of time is all around us, as she points out throughout the book. When we start talking about, say, Michael Cohn um, being sentenced to a number of years in prison for wrongdoing, that's actually a political value of time. Um, And so she talks about the way that time sort of structures a lot of our political understanding of right and wrong and also democracy. Um, The other book that I was thinking about in context is Emily Knockles' book, An Age of Risk, Political Politics and um, Economy in Early Modern Britain. And this was published by Princeton University Press. Um, And in Knockles' book, she's also discussing essentially an understanding a sort of growing understanding in early modern thinking with regard to risk and risk is connected to our understanding of time, um, particularly in the early modern thinking thinkers who she is examining, folks like um, Thomas Hobbes and Hume, um, and they're trying to structure understandings of society. And one of the issues that keeps sort of circling their assessment and her analysis is how time shapes a lot of democracy um, and and also the idea of risk, which is the centerpiece of her book. So these are kind of um, a, a match set, if you want, not quite a match set because they're looking at different time periods, um, just to further confuse listeners. Um, but they are both exploring in different ways the concept of time in a political manner and through sort of political lenses. Yeah, I, I haven't read either yet, though I've listened to the podcast. And I love having you as a co-host of the podcast because you take on these interesting, difficult, complicated political theory books uh, and, and bring them into the podcast uh, realm uh, and allow these authors to talk about these such interesting concepts um, and, and take them to uh, the complexity and, and really make them real. And so uh, great, great recommendations. Uh, I, I would like to go out and, and, and read them as well. Um, and what is your next selection, Heath? Okay, so my next book uh, is another book that I really enjoyed a lot. Uh, the book uh, title is Citizens by Degree, Higher Education Policy and the Changing Dem- uh, Gender Dynamics of American Citizenship. Uh, this came out from Oxford in their studies in post-war American political development. The author of the book uh, is Deandra Rose, and she writes about a subject matter that that I uh, have a lot of interest in, which is higher education policy. I did higher education policy work prior to uh, uh, joining the academy on on this side of the, of the fence. Uh, the book is is really uh, interesting because it it looks at the way in which federal policymaking. Uh, relates to uh, the development of uh, women's rights and women's empowerment. 
she looks specifically at a couple of um, uh, of laws that were passed in the 1950s and 60s, the National Defense Education Act of 1958, the, the somewhat more famous Higher Education Act of 1965, and uh, Title IX uh, in the 1972 education amendments to the, the federal law. Uh, the argument that she makes is that the uh, federal policymakers uh, were, were crucial in empowering uh, women to, to earn higher education degrees, but this also had some political effects as well, and women's political participation uh, that has been studied so much by, by social movement scholars and, 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 and others actually has this policy component as well. Uh, one of the, the really interesting parts of the book is when Deandra folds in the issue of race and how race and, and gender actually um, uh, sort of depart from each other in the way in which federal policymakers were trying to uh, address higher education during this time period. They, they approach it in very different ways with, with uh, consequences for the empowerment of women on the one hand and African-Americans on the other. Uh, the book was really, really interesting, so well-researched. Uh, again, the, the title was Citizens by Degree, and, and the, the author the, um, uh, who's written the book uh, is Deandra Rose. So uh, I couldn't recommend uh, another book as, as much as Deandra's. It sounds great. I haven't read that one yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, for um, any, anyone who's, uh, who's involved in higher ed, uh, you, would, you would learn uh, a ton. And, and that's, I mean, that's also one of the things I find with a lot of the books that we read for the podcast is that there's the, the main thesis of many of the authors, and then there are a multitude of sub-theses that you didn't even anticipate as you're reading the book, um, that obviously they're extremely well-researched books in political science that are exploring complex topics. Um, but I often learned so much in going through the books and then talking with the authors about them. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, one of the, the really nice things about doing the podcast is that um, unlike other podcasts that are out there that I'm sure are wonderful, uh, we never have trouble finding topics and subjects and guests. That's true. Uh, that's because uh, as we look ahead to 2019, look, 2018 in the rearview mirror, uh, we know that there are even um, greater books to come in 2019. We are already starting to see these, hear about them. Uh, as they're coming out, uh, uh, if anyone has a new book, uh, please do share it with one of us or both of us. Uh, in thinking about the year to come, uh, what are you uh, excited about? What's what's on your desk? What do you uh, hope to get? And, and who do you hope to have on the podcast? Well, I have stacks of books so far, and I'm, I'm setting up appointments for podcasting. Um, and at the top of my pile is um, Joycelyn uh, Boris, Borisica. I know I am messing up Joycelyn's name. Um, Suspect Citizens, Women, Virtue, and Vice in Backlash Politics. And this was recently published just this fall by Temple University Press. Um, and this is a book that I think I've heard an aspect of at a conference a couple of years ago um, where Joycelyn takes up ancient, modern, and sort of contemporary political and feminist theory and practice, and is also looking at an understanding of where women are positioned within society as citizens, um, particularly when we have uh, sort of dynamics around questions of feminism um, and full rights for women. 
Yeah, the, the, the book sounds really interesting. When is it out? It's out now. It was in the fall catalog from Temple University Press, which is where I sort of came across it. Um, and it is available from Temple. Great. We had a, a collection uh, from Temple University Press uh, in the fall, and, and I hope this is one that we get to in January. Yes, I, I hope to be able to talk to Joyce Lynn in January about it. And, and what's on your tabletop? Yeah, one of the things that we talked uh, to a number of authors about uh, in 2018 uh, was the impact of uh, increasing diversity changing demographics in the country. Uh, there have been a number of really good books written about that. Uh, the, the mobilization of Latino voters uh, was, was a book that uh, uh, we had on last winter. Um, but in 2019, uh, there's a really interesting book uh, that will be out called White Identity Politics, written by Ashley Jardina. Uh, this book is an, a very, very interesting complement to many of those uh, works that came out in 2018, where she actually looks at uh, the concept uh, and measurement of whiteness, uh, white identity, white consciousness, and tries to separate out uh, what it means to, to hold a white identity, uh, what it means for white people to, to have a consciousness about being white, and also how that relates to things like racial resentment, uh, racism, and views towards certain kinds of social policies. Um, I, I have uh, uh, read the book um, and uh, enjoyed it a good deal. It's um, incredibly, incredibly well researched, a ton uh, of very interestingly analyzed data. Uh, and the findings, I think, couldn't be more timely. Uh, I think at the end of uh, 2018, the start of 2019, um, this this idea of, of identity politics, particularly white identity politics, um, couldn't be more important for us to better understand. Um, Ashley's book, I think, I think does this in a really powerful way. And so uh, our book is published by uh, Cambridge University Press, and it is one that uh, we hope to have on uh, in uh, very soon because it's just a really, really important book. It sounds, it sounds like you've got your work cut out for you. I've got my work cut out for me because I've got a stack of about another 10 books as well. <laughs> Thankfully, you have some time off from your teaching and your grading, and you can focus just on your reading and your writing. And, and at some point, I, I have to assume, given our previous conversations, I will have the pleasure to have you on the podcast to talk about your next book project. And I, and I hope to do the same with you. And, and, and I with you, Heath, of course. Yeah, this would be wonderful. If not 2019, 2020, if not 2020, <laughs> I don't know if we're still going to do podcasts in 2021. We may be doing something else, but in either case, uh, uh, I look forward to it. Me too, as, All as right. do I. Yeah, we will, we will uh, talk to everyone real soon. Happy holidays. Likewise. <laughs>